the name Mary Miko, I think it sort of has an interesting name where Mary is from the name Maria and Miko is dress. So it really means Maria's dress or Mary's dress. You know, that's really how this brand came about and became so important. And they had this great global success that started with Jacqueline Kennedy, but still has not ended today. They have done you know, some collaborations with people like Converse Shoes and, you know, other fashion houses like that. So they continue to become an important brand. Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. This month, I've been talking a lot about Scandinavian design and in particular an exhibition that I went to see at the Milwaukee Art Museum that talked about Scandinavian design and the United States design from 1890 to 1980. There were several brands that were there, which I found so fascinating because of the fact that some of these brands are still brands that are in operation today, that they were brands that have been, you know, here since the 50s or the 60s, and still today, they are major forces in the design industry. One of those they talked about was a Finnish brand called Mary Miko. And I remember years ago when I went to Finland and I, I saw some of their fabric and was in Denmark and saw some of their fabric and in Scandinavia. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with their bright flowers, their, um, you know, just the vibrancy of it all, just some really, really great designs that they have. So it was quite interesting learning some of the history of it. So the Mary Miko story begins in 1949 in Helsinki, Finland, when Viljo, and I probably am going to kill this Finnish name, Ratia, had a textile printing factory. And his wife, Armi, she possessed an inherent understanding of, you know, different designs and different things. And she saw this potential that we could build this textile, you know, printing factory into something more if we can get the right designers. She had this really keen eye for design. So she started commissioning some young designers and artists to create innovative patterns for the company. And thus, you know, began to see the Mary Miko style. Despite the fact that they had these great textile designs and textile patterns, people didn't quite know how to use them. Yeah, it's a great design, but how do we use them? What do we do with them? They were kind of uncertain. So in order to address this, they organized a fashion show in 1951 to demonstrate how their textiles could be transformed into stunning, unconventional pieces of garments. The show was so successful that the clothes were nearly sold directly off the models' backs. And this event was sort of like a turning point for the, the, the Mary Miko company where it began to open its first shop in Helsinki in 1952. Then over the years, they began to hire different types of talent. They hired a Finnish woman who joined them in 1953. She, her and Army, they together worked together and they did a lot of the branding for the Mary Miko. And what I found, which was really interesting, that as early as the 1970s, they hired some Japanese designers. And the reason why I find this so fascinating is because of the fact that anyone who knows anything about the history of, um, you know, especially prints or woodblock prints or any of that understands that the Japanese have long been masters of the woodblock print technique. 
and also that the Japanese have this innate sense of design with a lot of these bright colors, bright fashion, um, you know, just being able to do some very simple but yet elegant things. So way back in the 1970s, she hired herself several Japanese designers who did some print textile prints that you know just became a blowout sensation, especially some for children. There's one that's called the uh, the bow bow pattern, which uh, I'm sure if you go onto my my blog post where I have a photo of it, you know you'll go, oh yeah, I've seen that pattern, which has cars and trucks and you know these bright colored things, and it's, it was you know great pattern for children's rooms and used a lot for children's room and children's decor. You know, here's some interesting things that that makes Mary Miko such an interesting brand. One is they really understood the harnessing power of color. They understood that these, you know, these bright fabrics, bright textiles, that there was this need for this, that people wanted this. They recognized that color was important. They believed in this designer collaboration. They really had this great collaboration with their designers. That was the core of one of their philosophies. And, and in fact, they didn't just look within their own borders or their own communities. They, they looked outside of that. They looked around the world. They looked to place like um, Japan in, in the 1970s, which, you know, at the time, a lot of people were some Japanese designers who's designing in Japan, but yet they went to Japan and found some designers and they brought their designers into, into Finland to design for them. They understood that to be a brand that they were going to be also a fashion house, that they, they needed to be able to, to get into some of the, to, to the fashion. So they were you know, willing to do these daring prints with lively colors. And even still today, on, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was doing some trend stuff and I saw one of their patterns on a raincoat. And I thought, oh, this is a fabulous raincoat with these with these flowers on it. So even still today, you're seeing their patterns and their designs on the runways of New York City, of London, of Paris. That that um, designers are still using their fabrics. This this really is a testament to a company who has been able to um, build upon this and to continue on this. They also have, have, have invested quite a bit in sustainable practices, and they've they've been looking at different ways that they can, you know, print on sustainable materials and and other things like that. So they're looking at the whole sustainability. Even though Mirimiko has changed hands, it's changed owners, it still remained true to its brand, and it's still an important brand that is important. And here's one of the key things which is really interesting about what made Mary Miko what it is today is Jacqueline Kennedy who was the wife of the candidate, John F. Kennedy, during this time, who later, of course, became president of the United States. She saw their work and she bought seven of their dresses. And of course, she was a fashion icon. Um, She had one of them on the cover of Sports Illustrated in the 1960s. And this also helped set them on to becoming a fashion house and to becoming an important fashion brand. The name, Mary Miko, I think it sort of has an interesting name where Mary is from the name Maria and Miko is dress. So it really means Maria's dress or Mary's dress. You know, that's really how this brand came about and became so important. And they had this great global success that started with Jacqueline Kennedy, but still has not ended today. They have done you know, some collaborations with people like Converse Shoes and, you know, other fashion houses like that. So they continue to become an important brand. I love this story again because here's a story of a a company that 
had the vision to start, who remained true to their brand and to their vision, and who continues today to be a powerhouse in the fashion industry. I think it's just really a great story for anyone who's looking to be in global trade. There's lessons we can learn from this, lessons of being able to reach outside your own area of influence, like they reached to Japan to get Japanese designers, that you know, reach outside that in order to build the brand that you want to build. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, our listeners. We hope you've enjoyed this little bit about this very famous brand. We have a blog that we've written about them, Mary Moko, A Splash of Color in the Fashion World Explored. It's on our blog, Mondoro.com, M-O-N-D-O-R-O.com. We'll put a link below. And if you'd like to be able to look more and see some of the photos that I took when I was at this exhibition and to see some of their work, And when you see their work and you see these photos, you'll go, yes, I remember that. I've seen that print. I know who they are if you're not sure who they are. Thank you so much for listening and like to thank our team, especially Rico, for putting this together and making this happen. 